Hey everyone, this is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. It's so great to have you with us, whether you're a regular uh, attender of Parker Ford or just watching this online, we're so glad to have you join us uh, today. We're starting a new midweek series today called Get Dressed. I've been thinking about the imagery of clothing in scripture um, lately, and it shows up from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And so over the course of the next few weeks, specifically, we're going to be focusing on Isaiah and some of Paul's writings. And Paul actually plays on some stuff in Isaiah about clothing. And, and so we'll be going back and forth between Isaiah and some of the letters of Paul, looking at the imagery of clothing and how God uses that imagery in scripture. Before we start the teaching today, would you join me in a word of prayer? Father, we thank you, uh, God, for your word. It's so good. Thank you for the creative, beautiful imagery that you use in the scriptures. And I pray over the course of the next few weeks, as we look at this image, what it means to be dressed, um, what it means to wear the spiritual clothing that you have for us in Christ, that we would be a people that are fully clothed, wearing the armor of God, uh, fully clothed in the spiritual clothing that you have for us to look, dress, and act, and follow uh, after our Messiah, Jesus Christ. And we pray this in his name. Amen. So um, I don't know if you remember being a kid and playing dress up this morning as of the day that we're recording this video. When I left my house, my daughter had on a Belle Princess dress. And the moment she puts on this Belle Princess dress, she transforms into the character. It has this magical effect. And I remember being a kid, and when I would put on a cowboy hat, or I would put on a pair of, you know, army fatigues, or a police officer uniform, I mean, that's the, the magic of costume. It's the magic of, of playing dress up. When you put on the clothing, suddenly you transform into that character. Well, this might seem a little odd, but in the scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation, over and over again, there's this theme that keeps popping up about the clothes that the people of God wear or aren't wearing um, in some situations. Think about right off the bat in Genesis Uh, Chapter 1 and 2, which is the creation narrative, Adam and Eve are created in the image of God, and they're both naked in the garden. And then when they eat of the fruit, and they disobey God's commandment, it says that specifically, what? They're naked and ashamed. And what do they do? They hide in the bushes. They hide in the plants, and they made for themselves uh, some, some clothing of leaves trying to cover up their nudity. And if you remember the story, it's amazing. They're expecting God like an angry, abusive father to have his hand raised to strike them down in wrath. But what they find is that God pulls them out of their hiding, and rather than exposing and shaming them in their nakedness, what does he do? He takes the wool of a lamb and he clothes them in it, which is this image that gets unpacked throughout all scripture until we get to Jesus, the Lamb of God, who spread himself out on the cross and covers us in our nakedness and shame with his own clothing of righteousness. And that's just the beginning. I mean, from Genesis to Revelation, this imagery of God clothing his people pops up over and over again. There's stories in the story of Moses and Noah and Abraham. Joseph, of course, in his robe. Jesus told parables uh, with clothing in it. 
really, throughout the scriptures, this is imagery that comes up uh, again and again. Today, what we're going to look at is a passage in Isaiah. Now, Isaiah talks about clothing in a number of different ways, and he's sort of an expert on clothing because for quite a bit of his life, he went without it. Now, I don't know if you know this story, but for multiple years of the prophet Isaiah's life, he walked around completely naked. Just like food to a person who has gone hungry or water to a person who is truly, truly thirsty takes on a different value and a a different meaning. Think about living multiple years of your life without being allowed to wear clothing. How valuable and how precious clothing would suddenly become. This is from Isaiah 20. It says, In the year when King Sargon of Assyria sent his commander-in-chief to capture the Philistine city of Ashdod, the Lord told Isaiah, son of Amos, Take off the burlap you have been wearing and remove your sandals. Isaiah did as he was told and walked around naked and barefoot. This is verse 3 of the same chapter. It says, Then the Lord said, My servant Isaiah has been walking around naked and barefoot for the last three years. So I don't think it's any coincidence Isaiah, who spent three years of his life naked and barefoot, would have some things to say about clothing throughout the remainder of his prophetic works. We're going to pick up in Isaiah 59, and this is specifically where it talks about how the Lord dresses himself. This has been one of those formative passages in my life that I've returned to again and again, just to set the stage. What's happening is the Lord is looking down throughout the earth and he's seeing nothing but sin and corruption and brokenness. He's looking at a world that has fallen into complete disrepair and disobedience and he's wondering, it says he wondered, like he, he's curious but in a bad way, wondering why there was no one stepping up. And then it says he himself enters into the equation. He himself becomes the salvation. Let me read it for you. Picking up in verse 14, this is Isaiah 59. It says, Justice is turned back and righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the public squares and uprightness cannot enter. Truth is lacking. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. In other words, if you don't live an evil life, you're setting yourself up to be taken advantage of. Sounds a lot like our world. The Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice. So God sees it and it grieves his heart that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no one to intercede. Now the turn is coming. This beautiful turn. It says, Then his own arm brought him salvation, and his righteousness upheld him. Now listen to the clothing imagery here. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. All right, what does that immediately remind you of? This, of course, is where the Apostle Paul gets the imagery for the armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul takes these two items and he expands it to the full armor of God. Here, Isaiah is picturing the Lord and the Lord is clothing himself in the breastplate of righteousness and putting on himself the helmet of salvation, coming in to our story and bringing with him both intercession, mediation, and salvation. So it says he put on righteousness as a breastplate, the helmet of salvation on his head, And he put on garments of vengeance for clothing. 
or he put on justice. He's going to bring about justice. He's going to make it happen on behalf of his people. And he wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. Isn't that beautiful imagery? This is how the Lord has addressed himself. This is how Jesus, when he came, when he came in the flesh, in fact, in John 1, there's clothing imagery right there when it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The, the idea is that the word became flesh and he pitched a tent. He tabernacled among us. It's clothing imagery. Jesus, God incarnate, came down and he put on himself flesh. He clothed himself in flesh and blood and became like us in every way. He wore the helmet of salvation. He was covered in the breastplate of righteousness. He had the zeal, the cloak of zeal and of justice and vengeance on behalf of his people that he wore. This is the Lord's clothing. In the end of the scriptures, in Revelation, there's another description of the Son of Man, of Jesus, that John uh, gives of, of what he's wearing. This is what he says in chapter 1, verses 12 to 16, about the clothing of the Son of Man. It says in Revelation chapter 1, verse 12, When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands, and standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. This is Jesus. He was wearing a long robe, with a gold sash across his chest. It's a royal robe. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like the mighty ocean waves. That's an allusion to Psalm 29. Verse 16, he held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. These are just two passages, the Isaiah 59 and Revelation chapter 1. These are just two of many passages in the scriptures that speak of the, the way that the, the Lord clothes himself. Now, God is a spirit. Jesus actually wore clothes on earth, and, and the descriptions of him were that he was humble and lowly and nothing about him to catch the eye. But we know from a spiritual standpoint, he was fully clothed in the armor of God. He was fully clothed in the clothing that God had for him. God has clothing for you and I, spiritual clothing. And I think that's why this imagery shows up over and over again throughout this amazing book. And so again, over the next couple weeks, we're going to continue to look at this imagery. And we're going to start the first four weeks by bouncing back and forth between Isaiah. And then we're going to have two weeks um, in Paul's writing. And then we're going to be back in Isaiah in the fourth week. As we wrap up the teaching today, I have a couple questions for you to consider and ponder. What imagery from the scriptures, what imagery from the scriptures of God, imagery of God getting dressed most excites you? When you think about it, when I, when I think about the son of man dressed with the royal robe, the golden sash, the sword, the crown, the seven stars, that excites me. I worship a Lord with all authority. Which image causes you to fear him? When I think about the Lord cloaked and wrapped in vengeance and zeal, that causes me to fear the Lord and think about my own smallness and his grandness and his greatness, his sovereignty and power and authority. And finally, what is the Lord inviting you to put on today? So um, picturing the Lord's clothing, you're to dress in the same way as his follower. And so how would God have you dress today?
Let's pray as we close our time. Father, thank you for the clothing, the spiritual clothing that you have offered us. As we look at the armor of God in the coming weeks, as we look at the garment of praise in Isaiah, as we look at the clothing that's mentioned in Colossians 3, Father, we pray that we would be a people that are fully dressed <laughs> and, and clothed in the way that you would have us be. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.